I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. This young Kippur, I repent on behalf of whatever I'm about to say regarding Kelly Dodd. Oh, and this Yom Kippur, I repent on behalf of Teresa and Joe Judice. Oh, guys. It's Andy's Girls, episode 25, on that holiest of days, super holy, like mega, extra holy. I'm the worst Jew. I actually, it took a co-worker reminding me that it was Yom Kippur and she was going to be off work for me to remember. So I'm repenting. You almost I'm, worked. I mean, I did actually work today. Oh, but you only work, you work only for Yeah, I'm a, yeah. That's so right. I'm uh, work working, exactly, exactly right. So guys, listeners, um, so thrilled to have as my special guest co-host this week, uh, Ben Rimmelauer, who is a writer, performer, Savant of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh, wow. Um, his weekly recaps for Vulture are among my most favorite things. Thank you. You are so Brian Boylan's the dame of the Real Housewives Institute. What is your position? What do you consider oh, it's, yourself? I, well, I don't know what I consider myself, but Brian has actually given me a title. Oh, tell us. It's far below dame, though. It's like it's like associate vice president of like <laughs> gift shop sales or something. Oh my God. Listen, I love a gift shop. I love a gift shop. I have shop. to tell you. It's my favorite part of any museum. When I was at Sunday school at my temple, I would stop by the, the temple. The Benet Oh my God, I The sister of the gift shop. Oh my God, the little, the highs yes. and the menorahs. That and, was my first And I always experience. felt, I have some memory that there was some kind of a candy there. Like, Well, I used to buy Bazooka Joe in Hebrew. Yes. And yes. I would 
just like eat my way through the yeah. hour of whatever the hell it was. It was so stale and hard. It was it took so hard stale. Like, oh my god, but I loved it. Loved it. All my shackles went to Bazooka Joe. Listen, it happened. So, uh, first off, I'm so thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing way too much visuals. For, for <laughs> it's a lot. So, I call this, you know, like, Sonia's second home. This is like a Sonia country house in the Upper East Side. Oh, yeah. Right? Totally. Not sad. Her, she, how, how would she mispronounce pied terre <laughs> <laughs> What's my Peter Tier? Oh Ramona is more of the mispronounced. Yeah, Ramona with the kudos of it all that oh, I've now yeah. started saying, which is really terrible when you then pick up a conversation with someone that doesn't watch the Housewives and they start saying kudos yeah. and yeah. it's a little bit of a mess. But you know what? Who doesn't watch Housewives? Who exactly my point? You have to, I mean, what's the is it, what's is it Naomi Wolf? Who's the somebody important, someone mm-hmm. smart, some feminist Right. It. So I figured it's good enough for her. I think Gloria Steinem watches it too. No, where's Gloria Steinem? I feel like they all fake it on Watch What Happens Live, though. Yeah, that's true. I actually hate Watch What Happens Live when it's not a housewife of some... When it's, like, random celebrities, that makes me really sad. I usually actually don't watch. Like, I feel that way unless they're either female or... (laughs) um, Or someone who's sort of, like, a B-lister husband. Not B-lister, like, nowadays B-lister, but B-lister, like, had, like, a sitcom in the 90s. Yeah. Or anyone that ever performs at 54 Below. Right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Those are my kind of people. Oh my God, into it. Um, so when did you start watching The Housewives? The very beginning. You started watching remember, which season? Which uh, franchise? Were well, you OC, old I don't school? remember. Well, no, I was not OC. But New York or New Jersey, I both watched season one. And I guess was New York first or Jersey first? I don't even remember. It was New York first. I know it was. I know that I was watching it before I would go to my waiting tables job, which I quit in two thousand four, and I've never waited tables again. Oh my god! So I know I'm that it was. To you. I've done lots of awful things. <laughs> I just haven't waited tables. But uh, but I, I know just in terms of like you know that I can trust my my chronology. <laughs> yes. That it was uh, it was at least two thousand four, if not earlier. Oh my so what kind of drew you in? You know, it's funny because I used to always say how I wasn't a reality TV person. Yeah, I wasn't too. super into like, um, what do you call it? Like any of the competition shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. American, American Idol. Idol. Certainly not Big Brother. Right. And I was not into the, what are they called? The... Dance show? Oh. No, the, I'm so gay. I'm musical theater. I'm like the rock guy. <laughs> oh my God. Osborne. Oh, I don't not like it. I just right, it wasn't you my thing. So I was always like, I don't watch reality TV. But one by one, the Housewives became like my religion, and I, I just, I mean, I, I was, I, I did watch Desperate Housewives. Yeah, which is what inspired the creators. Right, and I old, old, old school. Like even when I was like just a very gay little nine year old, I watched Dynasty and the Colbys. Oh, and love. I was not oh a Dallas God. person, but so I. These are you know I live for these kind of. Um, Moments, experience. These old, these, yeah. any, a woman it's of a certain age, I mean, a woman under 40, I'm kind of just like, whatever, I could be as cool as she is. <laughs> but a woman over 40, over 50, yes. sky's the limit. Oh especially of some means, especially with a sort of temperament issue, yes. a drinking problem. Yes. I'm, I'm so into it. it. Yeah. So what were your thoughts on this season of New York? I mean, I have struggled, certainly when we've um, recapped... Uh, New York this season, I have really, really struggled because of my long-standing love for Bethany Frankel. I love Bethany. I have popcorn in my cabinet right now that I feel like I secretly purchased because (laughs) 
she really kind of turned this year for me. I didn't really... She, I think it actually started when she came back last season because the Bethany that I fell in love with was the Bethany who was like struggling, underdog, launching her company, trying to find love. And then when she became uber successful... She was like Rhoda on a show full of like... She was! And then she became... I I know those references are too old. But she was like a little Jewish nerdy, like weird loner. Which I like loved. It was so cute. Funny, smart. And she was the voice of the audience. And then she became uber successful, um, launched her spinoffs, which I watched, you know, every episode of... Fell in love with Jason Hoppy, fell out of love with Jason Hoppy, sold her company for a billion dollars. Oh, she fell in and out of love with Jason Hoppy. Oh, yeah. I was following your journey. I was like, tell me everything. Oh, my God. Although, actually, a friend um, was on, I don't know if it was Tinder or whatever, and Jason Hoppy came up, and it was like legit Jason Hoppy, which was a real... That is a super like right That is. I was like, please make it happen. I mean, I don't care what your taste in men is. But you, I don't care if you're a lesbian, Jason Hoppy, you go on the date. <laughs> Do you, you go on the date with Jason Hoppy? Jason Hoppy, you're like, yes! Are you, you crazy? Any girl baggage. Stop I don't know that. I was going to date with Mario, any, Simon, <laughs> any, anyone. You, you need to get Would as close to the housewives as possible. I 100% agree with you, but I don't, okay, so I'm attracted to Mario. I will say this, I'm attracted to Mario. I think that... He and Ramona had a really shitty marriage at the end that she was, like, uber militant and manic about trying to protect. Right. And Simon... Nothing funnier than militant Ramona. (laughs) Right. Simon is... Simon. I can't imagine anything... I think he's repulsive. I will say, in my 20s, if I'd run into him, like, in a sex club, like, in a, like, little towel... Wait, did you? No, no, no. I did not. I did not. Oh, my God. I'm just saying... Someone that drunk in the middle of the night in a sex club in a towel, I probably would have blown him. Like I, I'm just full disclosure because I do think he's gross. Oh my god! But you would have done that because it's Simon. It's like no, I mean like some dude that looks oh like my him. God. I have really bad taste and really low standards. I mean, which the Venn diagram. Is terrible. That is hundred yeah. percent did it for me, but I feel like he is just. He's you're a just so, you're <laughs> I feel you. I feel I feel you. I feel you. No, I, I have to respect. I look up to your little standards. Oh, my, thank you so much. You're Mom, welcome. Kudos to both of us. Um, so, I just, just sort of back to Bethany. I just couldn't really buy into her coming back and then being... Last year. Her coming when back she was last like year. Case. Being a complete basket case, basket case. Coming back this year, which I thought would be a little bit of a moment of contrition for the audience. <laughs> no, I really did. Oh, I really my. did. And then I just kind you of... You seem like you watch way too much of these shows to be that dumb. I know. <laughs> no, that's why I literally, I literally feel She's like, wasn't she on Donald Trump's show? She's not she a was, contrition specialist. I know. She was on Martha Stewart's oh, okay. spinoff, but still, The Apprentice. Um... I just feel like I should get it. I really should, but there was a moment for me where I felt like she will turn it around. She's just an entirely different person now. She's at an entirely yeah. she's at a huge she has more money on yeah. the show than anybody else. She feels like she's smarter than all of them because well, she, she kind of she is. is. Only because some <laughs> so fucking dumb. Oh my god, wait. So tell me what are your thoughts about I mean, the Berkshires incident yeah. moment to Parter yeah. was fucking insane. Like that she like Irish exited, you mean? Not even the Irish exit. I thought it was like French real... exit, Irish goodbye. Right. right. <laughs> I thought it was a real 
slut shaming moment. Like I really yeah, think there is a lot of slut shaming, but which I couldn't stand behind. But I, I still sort of I hold out hope for her. But I think she's become a little bit of a demon. She is a demon. For I love her. Well, I love her on the show. She is a demon. I think she's the slut shaming bothers me, but I feel like she's not a slut shamer. She just conveniently slut shames people that she dislikes. dislikes when they're slutty. Like, right. if it was one of her friends, they could slut it up till the cows come home. Yeah, that's a good point. And if it's someone she doesn't like, she'll find another thing to shame them for. So, what were your thoughts? I mean... I loved her this season. I thought last season... She was a mess. She was so emotional. Yeah, so I mean, I wanted it. to feel for her, but it was hard. I mean, I struggle financially so much. It's like one of my... Solo plays that I be performing is bad with money, but you know, I so it's hard for me to have a lot of empathy for people that like are unhappy with like zillions of dollars because I live under this like false delusion that if I had money, I everything would be perfect. Yeah. Um. But uh, so that was harder for me last season. Um. Whereas uh, this season, she was happy and having fun, and um, I enjoyed her. What, who was she fighting with in the beginning of the season? She was on bad terms with whose husband? Dorinda's boyfriend, John. Oh, yeah, so, you know... John Medesian. I like Dorinda. She's a nice girl. Friend. And I've even met John. He's been nice. Really? But I wasn't a huge fan of Dorinda's on the show. Why? Because I think she's kind of like... What does Bethany call her? Like, uh, well, oh. Worse than a shit sir. She's like... Cokehead? What? Oh, God bless her. She's a cokehead. <laughs> I wish I could be a cokehead. But she's like... Um, what did Bethany call her? The village idiot, you know? Oh, yes! Like, and I just feel like she's a dumbass, and he's a dumbass. So when Bethany was being, like, really mean and rude and cruel to them, I was just like, yeah! Yeah! Really? Yeah. I and I like the mean girls of Bethany and Carol. You know what I think I like about them is because they're the mean girls, but they're, like, the smart, like, they're, like, the kind of mean girls I would have been their little gay stoogie in high school. <laughs> like, you know, they're not, like, the cheerleaders that would have been, like, get away, faggot, you know? They would have been like, which shirt should I wear? Yes. You know, so not that I'm a fashion gay. <laughs> the no, listeners, the listeners can't tell. He looks phenomenal. The best of Prada right they, now. The oh my best. God. I, 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 from the runway. $12,000 just yes. on me right now. Oh my God. Starting with the shoes. Starting especially with the shoes. Um, um, so, yeah, so I don't know. I got into that. And um, yeah. So have you met, what housewives have you interacted with? Um, I would say the one I'm closest to is, is Teresa. Tree. Tree. As yeah, I call her. As we call her. Um, and how did that start? I, um, my day job, um, I'm a writer and performer, um, but I, my day job is I produce audiobooks. For, for Simon, Simon and Schuster. I mean, okay. I'm full time. I mean, we do have some freelance director producers, but I'm like just there waiting for them to tell me what to do every week. So what was your experience like? Did they assign you and you were like, oh my God, it's Teresa. Well, I mean, it's not like, even though it's corporate... It, it's, it's all more the, creative? No, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, my boss, it, it's not like a thousand of us and, like, randomly a computer oh, generates which it. job you get. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, I get all the really gay shit, you know. I, love it. I mean, I get all the women over 40, you know. Oh my God. Unless they're really famous and important, then my boss does them. You know, <laughs> she did Hillary, I did Bethany. Oh, my God. Um, so but, uh, but Teresa was, like, a no brainer because they knew that, you know. That I was, I'm a huge fan of her. Right. So Teresa's been my, I've been Team Teresa since the beginning. It was a very difficult couple of years for me. It was, it a, was a very really difficult time. I'm so happy that it's over. And um, it feels like it really is over. Her going to jail wasn't hard for me, by the way. I mean, her fights with Caroline and and, and Kathy Melissa. and Melissa, those were hard. Oh, no, I, I didn't suffer when she was in jail. <laughs> I was in Brooklyn. 
my, did you write her letters? No, I hadn't met her. I didn't. Oh, I met her after met her she did after. her book after, right when she fresh first got out. Oh my god! And what was that experience like? Amazing. I mean, I I was really excited. Um, it was kind of intense because the first day that I was working with her, she was still under well, house it's called house arrest, but it's not really house. But I mean, she had like restricted. She could leave, but she couldn't leave the state except a couple of times a month on a special pass. Oh my god! So the first, she was already scheduled to come into the city to meet with the publicist for the book and her editor and all these people. So we were supposed to get in a few hours of recording time that day, even though I was going to record her in a studio in Jersey starting like the week after. Yeah. For, and you know, it takes a while to record an audiobook. It's, it's not one take. Bethany yeah. though is a one, I gotta tell you. Oh, I, I mean, can't. She's an automatron, but it's one fucking take. I mean, yeah. she can read, you know, a 70 hour book without pausing for lunch. And it's just like, she's a power she's, machine. She's a machine. But you know, not Teresa's by far not that. But, um, but this crew was with her that day, which of course I was thrilled about because I got to be on the show. Of course. But like, it was so manipulative. They just wanted her to cry. I mean, everybody that watches Housewives thinks that the challenge of recording Teresa's audiobook was her getting through the emotions to actually read the book. And that's not true at all. The first day, I mean, they were, they were like making her cry really? and just wanting that part. We didn't even start, you know, we went through the, it was a total joke. Nothing we recorded that day was usable. We had to go through and find the parts where she might cry, you know, and then be like, try it again. Like, wait, so you couldn't see your daughters, huh? Did you miss them? So was, that must have been hard. How it was like she... Dr. Lowenstein in Prince of Tides. Oh, you know? How did she react to that? Oh, she's a pro. She's a she TV is, star. She is. They, they all, she's BFFs with the producers. They're yeah. all these like cool people in their 20s and 30s. They're like, you know, like, we would be friends with. They go way back with Teresa on this show. They she love her. Is she the loves star them. of her franchise. But even I think the other, well, I don't know about all. I can't speak for all of them. But it certainly seemed like these are people, and I'm sure it's true of many of the ladies on these shows, that you know, at some point these producers are, pe- are their coworkers. Right. Who they've been working with, you know, for every five minutes of TV, there's a certain number of hours of taping. For every certain number of hours of taping, there's a certain number of hours of setting up camera right. angles and eating lunch together and riding in cars together. So there's a talking. level of trust there. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that the housewives ever feel like they're being manipulated? For sure. Or do they know that it's a part of the game? Both. I mean, I think I think each housewife probably has a different level of. I'll say the one thing that surprised me the most about Teresa is I think she's really smart. I mean, smart maybe a little too over the top. She's certainly not intellectual. I mean, right, she's of course. Like, you know, but she's but she's, but she's smart. She's sharp. She gets it. She's cool. She's chill. She she knows what's going on. She gets the joke. She want you know. She's like here to make money and be famous and support her family. She's yeah. like and and have a good time while doing it and right. eat good food and you know laugh. I mean, as opposed to. Um, you know, uh, I think I, I think also has to do how many years she's been on the show. You know, I'm feeling like I mean, Dorinda's probably adjusting now, but I think these ladies, their first seasons, they're like, I editing. You know, you're right. Um, and for Teresa, I mean, there's this interesting moment where your colleague uh, Brian Moylan wrote um, a piece that we've spoken about on the show about you know, like the when she the first top, went to jail. Well, that's <laughs> it. But the top, <laughs> I, I called him. I was like, Do you think I'm a bad person? Because I love <laughs> oh Teresa. My God. Well, about the best housewives of all time. Mm-hmm. And he put Teresa as the number one. That bitch gets it. And I took issue with him on that when he came because on. Because she wasn't number girls. three and he thought somebody else should be number one or because he thought because she should be at the like, top? Well, no, I totally understood 
understood her being in the top three, but yeah. I thought either Bethany or Vicky. Vicky, I understand now she's probably. Is Nene over? I don't watch Atlanta, but like, is Nina's, that not Nene's a thing? done. Nene's oh, kind of like. That's too bad. That was such a, for like, a moment, she was like it. Nene's like plonking and blooping and doing her like blip, 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 like her funny little. Oh my god, she just like says these dumb little phrases and then it's hilarious. We all like die. Do you watch Drag Race? I don't. It's the one show oh. I need to get into. I wonder if Alyssa Edwards on Drag Race is copying me. Because she does this thing where she's like, that's like her 100% signature. that is a Nene Leakes How funny. original. I'm sure you're going to get comments being like, no, don't <laughs> listen to them. It's nothing to do with it. No, he I misrepresented Alyssa Edwards. He doesn't watch Atlanta. I'm Just, sure there's substantial, there's definitely yeah. substantial crossover with the different shows. I'm sure, yeah. But with Teresa, it felt like, I mean, I was a little bit pissed just because... I thought that there have been other housewives who've created empires, which actually, when you think about it, she has. And there was... Ish. It, if I mean, she had created more of an empire, she wouldn't have had the financial problems she had. I don't mean with the... Amen. I don't mean the real problems. Right. But, but I mean, like she the Fabellini of it all. She wouldn't have had like, to worry about paying for a lawyer. You know, like, I mean, course. Bethany could get in a lot of trouble and still and be able to deal with it. No. Like, you know. Well, Bethany can make, yeah, she can make bigger risks. But, you know, Teresa is learning to be a businesswoman. That's not what she, you know, comes from. And I like that about Teresa, too, because she's not one of these, like, you know... What was the Ramona thing always drove me the most crazy? Like, I like making my own money. I find that to be an aphidisiac. <laughs> the fuck is that? You know, and then even, and I like, I'm getting to like Melissa more and more because as long as she and Teresa get along, and I think she's so pretty, which I just, I'm, you know. With the new but, nose, one of four. I, I just think she's a babe, you know? I mean, I wouldn't fuck her, but, but I, I would like to like, you know, fuck Joe while she like models oh in lingerie. God. But like, Joe I. Gorgas. Joe Gorgas. So, so cute. So cute. So he's like the one. He's a very kosher. Is he the cutest husband? Yeah. Certainly on New Jersey. Well, this week we saw Siggy's husband for thirty seconds, which was interesting. He was okay. He was okay. It was strange when they. Oh, I know Siggy too. (gasps) Tell me. So Siggy landed in a little bit of hot water. I know she's. I'm not sure what's going on with my girl. I started off the season being like. You guys, because I met her. She came to have lunch with Teresa one day when we were recording. Tell me everything. And she was just like. She was one of these she's people like that... She's like made for TV. She's made, like, she, you know, she's she, a genuine character. She walked... The minute she walked in, it was like hugging everybody. You are so adorable. What are, are you single? Oh my God. I'm going to fix you. Blah, blah. I mean, she called, She kept interrupting what they were doing to be like, Teresa, is he the cutest thing? You know, just oh but like that to everybody, working the room. Yes. And then when I went to Teresa's book party, I was like, I don't know if you remember. She was like, Ben! <laughs> you know, um... So I, I think she's so great, but on the life. show she's gotten into some. I'm not sure what she's what angle she's working. I worry. Well, I honestly was confused by what she was saying this week with the whole "I'm not going to go to this, I'm not going to go to that, I'm going to go to the popcorn event because of autism," which I I get, like I understand yeah. it, but it didn't entirely make sense what side she was choosing. Yeah. And why. And she was playing a lot into what Jacqueline was saying, which didn't 100% make sense to me. It felt like Jacqueline has residual anger over the fact that Teresa and Melissa have come to a place where they, it seems like, genuinely and or, because it both benef- it benefits both of them for the show, yeah. that they just want to move forward. Right. There is nothing positive that can happen if they talk about Strippergate any longer. Right. I think we've all come to a place, I mean, Teresa, for me, season three of Jurors was really, really rough. Remind me what the events of season three were. Season three was the beginning of the end where they filmed uh, the reunion season three where Jacqueline didn't attend, she was locked 
locked in her bathroom hysterically crying because they were filming season four. She had to fight with Caroline. Because Teresa had allegedly conspired with Kim D and whomever else to tell the world that Melissa was a stripper. And then season four, the season that followed, was Teresa and Melissa at war. At war. Where it was... Horrific season three started with the christening, and season four was the war. Exactly right. Okay. Yeah, and then Kathy, Rosie, all of they that. Were season five. No, they, they were. Season they started. Did they start three or four? Three or four. Not three. Oh yeah. I think they started three, and then Rosie. Like the Melissa and Danielle were never at the same time. No, but there was yeah. that whole thing that happened during the reunion where Teresa brought up so the allegedly. Then she said thing about her brother. Right. She said, that, Don't you fuck with my family. Exactly right. And we were all like, huh? Danielle had allegedly approached Melissa. Melissa was shit talking her sister in law. Yeah, Teresa right. found out. It, yeah. So at that moment where, where it, I mean, listen, I, I'm at a weird place in my like fake best friendship with Teresa where I like where she is now. I actually like where Teresa and Melissa are now. I sort yes. of side with them and the fact that totally. I'm like, you know what, we all watched what happened when you guys were really honest with each other and what we found out was that's not really a great idea <laughs> because yeah. it destroyed their family. I mean, it's totally. And it, and it, it got really dark. It and the like, reason I, be- I believe their sincerity with each other is because... They've been through it. They've been through it. They tried so hard to work it out when it was good. It was always beneficial to them to work it out. Right. You know? I mean, maybe Teresa, if she could turn back time, would probably, like, just be forgiving when they came on the show. But she probably wouldn't. I don't think that's a started. part of her personality. Yeah, it's not. And I don't begrudge her for it. Sure, sure, sure. But, I mean, that's probably the one point where you could sort of justify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, they both just should have made it work and never did. Not even out of morals or anything. Just for their, you know, it would have just benefited them. I guess maybe not Melissa. Maybe Melissa did better to be on the side with Caroline than to than to side with. I think she did, but now that Caroline's off the show, she yeah. needs to figure out how so, do I stay on the show. Yeah. And also, it just so happens that this is my sister-in-law and a very important part of their super, super, super Italian family. I yeah, mean, there's totally. no way to have that kind of fracture in place and have Joe have a relationship with his parents, right. have uh, their you know their kids and Teresa and Joe Judy J Judy Chase kids together just. Didn't make and sense. unlike the uber arching Manzo Larita family, where there's like twelve thousand people and right, all kinds and of half secrets, of them aren't talking. Like you, it's just Teresa and Joe, and like you know that love or hate, it's all real between them. Right, and you have to sort of wonder because Jacqueline's mired in that, being married to um, Chris Larita. Yeah. How that's working out because then Caroline Manzo was on Watch What Happens Live and said that she didn't have a relationship with Dina and they're done forever. Dina then responded on Twitter and says that Caroline hasn't spoken to her parents. Jacqueline is in the middle of that, so you would think Does that. Does Chris talk to Dina and. I don't think Chris is talking to Dina. I think there's a real fissure. So Chris and Caroline are talking. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Chris and Caroline. Oh, right, are talking. because they always call out, the girls always call out B and everything. Right, right, right. And Jacqueline's in the middle of that, too. Right, and yeah. so it's strange to me that she understands that there are fissures that can happen. And is it more important to focus on the pain and the hurt or to just kind of move forward? And you know what? If it's a little bit fake, it's a little bit fake. They can like, really make it. Right. I, see, I think, I think I said this in my recap. I think there's something, one of these things off camera that we don't know about. Because it doesn't make sense to me. It does not behoove Jacqueline. That, what's the thing that's off camera that you think? No, I don't know what it is. But you know, like like the way we were just discussing that reunion where Teresa was like, "Don't come for my family," and they yeah, were like, yeah. "Who knew she had a family?" Right. Like, I feel like if I were Jacqueline, 
and I was a good person, I wouldn't start shit with Teresa and Melissa. And if I was Jacqueline and I was a bad person, but I was selfish and wanted to stay on the show, I wouldn't start shit with Teresa and Melissa. I don't know what Do you think it's because she's back on the show? She's talked about the money troubles that she and Chris have had and how, you know, the financial implications of having a child with special needs. Do you think she's doing it because she believes it? Do you think she's doing it because she believes it and also knows that it's excellent camera time? Is it? And she doesn't want to end up like like that. I feel like she's... I don't know. All season, I have felt like Jacqueline is headed for the chopping block, and she was just starting dumb shit because it was like to keep her on week to week. Because you know they get paid by the week now, right? So tell me a little bit about that because I know there are different housewives that have different salaries. I'm sure it's different. Well, so certainly like, their salaries are all different. So Bethany gets paid whatever. She's probably the top. Then there was this whole Michigan that happened that was all over page six about Luann, Sonia, and Ramona yeah. renegotiating and losing. Yeah. Uh, Ramona stepped away from it, so she sort of saved herself, but. Luann and Sonia then only getting paid when they appeared on the show, which is why Sonia was so upset about not going to the Berkshires because she wasn't getting paid. Oh, I so, that. what do you think the deal is in Jersey? Do you think they just get like a straight salary? They don't get a straight salary. You're saying they get paid? I, I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass, actually. No, I love it. Hello. We're all tush here. I have just felt all after seeing Jacqueline and Kathy and Rosie last season, yeah. when Teresa was going to jail and they were just like, you know, they were like the Brandy Glanville that you cut, Randall, that you cut to, who's like saying like cunty things like while listening <laughs> to the radio. You're yes. like, you're still alive? Like, right. this is how you make your like two minutes of camera time all season right. is being like a bitch, you know, like, ew. And so fine. But, you know, like, I mean, I think we all agree that um, Camille has set the example for what a former housewife should Saint be. Camille. You know, right. St. Camille. Um, and... So they didn't go that road. So then when Jacqueline came back this season, I really felt like she's just there to give, since Teresa and Melissa are, like, getting along, just to give Teresa something to butt up against. What do you think about Kathy and Rosie sort of being on the show, but not really? I mean, Kathy seemed very, very comfortable about the idea of embracing all of the benefits that come with being a housewife. Yeah. They upgraded their house. She was starting yeah. her whole bakery empire. And then she got fired. And it's like, what is left? I mean, she invested a lot of money, I think, in becoming a more prominent yeah. part of the cast and was probably extremely surprised about the fact that she wasn't being asked back. So now she's filming these scenes with Rosie. Yeah. And it doesn't entirely make sense why she's there. And did Teresa say that she didn't want a relationship with them, again, because it's a real part of their family fracture? Or did she also want her potentially removed from the show? I think those go hand in hand. I think the fam- the together those things I feel like yeah. I, mean, I don't know this personally but no 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 totally my, I've always felt that Teresa had legitimate family or maybe illegitimate but you know true family anger at them and, right. and, and something that didn't want them on the hands. show because she didn't like them and didn't want to spend time with them and didn't want them on the show because she was full of hate and <laughs> to punish oh totally them, you know? I mean I don't I I, 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 Kathy breaks my heart because I was so anti-Kathy. <gasps> you Jacqueline. were? Last, only last year. When Why she were you anti-Kathy? When they oh, were like, they you know, were I mean, I said it? this, there was like watching the, you know, that fake footage of Palestinians celebrating when 9-11 happened and it was turned <laughs> out, it wasn't really Palestinians and it was like stock footage. Right, right, right. But the media tried to like make us be like, Arabs should be killed, you know? <laughs> um, but that was really happening with, ja- with Jacqueline and, and Kathy when Teresa went to jail, and I was so grossed out. Wait, do you think it really was happening when they went to jail? Because they had that moment where they were, like, crying when they got the verdict. It was I the mean, worst of both worlds. It was the crocodile tears of, like, oh, I love her so much, I'm so emotional, I think about her. Poor girls, her poor girls. 
me on the they always cry like <gasps> <laughs> you, y'all can't see but I'm Guys, covering my so face right to now. hide this the thing right it's a show it's theatrical yeah, yeah. Know. um but um so there was you thought it was like it was very it, made for it TV it was so manipulative and terrible and transparent so I was super anti but then when I saw about Victoria I just like Broke my heart into a million pieces. Yes. I, I, all, I pray every oh night. Oh my god, let's be Jews. Let's be super Jews and knock on. My, my wish table. for 5777 is that <laughs> Victoria Wakili should only be happy and yes, healthy. Yes, and that they figure out a way to pay for that house because rich, like. Are you really worried about them financially? I assume they'd be fine. I don't know what the Rich, I don't like Richie. Is. I mean, I hate him, but he seems to me like not a financial moron. No, I agree with that, but I also never really understood what he did for a living. Like, he owns was, a bunch of gas owns, stations. Oh, that is what it was. Okay, so maybe I understood it. Which was oh, you wonderful. Well, they're probably all in, like, waste management. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, it's Jersey. So what other... I mean, so this season of Jersey is giving me a lot. What are your thoughts on Dolores? Oh, I love her so much. Isn't she so good? She's... I think the what was genius about them bringing her back on is she's not a... Back? Character. I mean, bring, well, bringing her on full time because she's been in the background. She's been in the background, and they've done sort of flashbacks to her, kind of like lurking. Flashbacks now. Yeah, flashbacks. Yeah, now. yeah sure, oh, but yeah. I never. No, no, no. She. Was, I she love was, when they do this. When they show like a picture. It's like, where's Waldo? And it's like you know, the cast from like five years ago, and then you see Dolores like in color. The rest are black and white, it's like hanging from the Christmas tree. It's like a fun shining. Yeah, shining yeah. Um, yeah, but so Dolores was like a genuine friend to Teresa and several I other OGs that, yeah. of NG. And it made sense to bring her because it was like separate from everything that was going on with Melissa. Dolores was a connection to Teresa that had nothing to do with competition for any yeah. kind of like press or anything else. So even though sometimes I love Dolores, sometimes I feel like she's like a little flat, but I think that that's needed. She's getting they, better. She was, is getting better. Although it's a little over the top with the like. Jim? Oh. Well, that, well, that too, but the, when she yelled at Teresa and Melissa... Oh, that was enough? I was like, it's a little schmacking. It was a little, right. But, but I, I don't... But I liked it, but I, otherwise, yeah. I think she's been so great, and I, I thought she was kind of boring in the beginning of the season, but she's gotten less boring to me, and I like... You can tell their friendships are real, because, like, if anybody else... If, like, some new cast member yeah. acted that way to Teresa, she'd be like, she's crazy! You know, right, but when Dolores says it, she's just like, Melissa, we're annoying. We have to go. You know? It's nice to see. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be strange. I think as the season continues, it's just one of those weird things with Jack and Tree. And I don't think it's going to resolve itself well. Do you think I Jack think will be on the show next season? I think she's doing her very best to ensure that that happens. See, I, I think she's counterproductive. I don't... Well... I don't think she's smart enough to think about. I don't. I think she thinks about what's best for the show, but I also think that she's instinctively zero to one hundred. When you see yeah. the way that she's interacted before, she operates out of like heart and not mind. In, in the and she gets, way. If really, I wanted to cause a fight between Teresa and Melissa, maybe I'd find a way to get Strippergate to come into the conversation. Right. But I wouldn't be like you're four nose jobs <laughs> and you are fake. Like right. it doesn't make. Divide and conquer, not like set yourself on fire and run screaming. Right, it's not. It's it almost not reminds great. me of um, in Beverly Hills, uh, well, like Brandy and Kim. You know, yes. it's that kind of like you you realize there's cameras on and you look like the idiot, oh even God, if deep down inside you know that like you're really right and everybody else sucks. You have to like 
try to like come across well, yes, right? Absolutely. I don't think I don't know. I feel like a, a lot of times Jacqueline takes stuff so personally and so seriously that I don't think it's actually conducive for her to be on the show anymore. Yeah, I think it's always been that so way. Her fights with Ashley. Ashley would just walk all over oh my her God. and all of a sudden she'd be like, no, get out of my house. The fact that Ashley, who is like the worst child of all of the kids, yeah. is now a parent. I mean, it's scary. It's scary. I am hopeful that she's matured, but I actually started rewatching some old Jersey oh, apps painful. and it's really bad. I mean, her dad, God bless him, like flying yeah. in and that disastrous brunch where she's just telling her mother, uh, at least I wasn't dumb enough to have a kid when I was young. I mean, it yes, wasn't. Yes, you were. <laughs> That's a full circle, baby. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm not an Ashley fan. I don't think anyone is. I don't think Ashley is, but oh, maybe. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Maybe, maybe in the future. So, I mean, she seems to be doing better. She looks fantastic. Yeah, she has that look, that like Kardashian nine yeah, layers she, of totally. makeup with the contouring and the totally. shading. So, yeah. kudos to her. Um, I am... I want them to be happier. I mean, it's just, it's just, Jersey right now is like in an interesting place and you can kind of see the markers of where it's going off the rails and will continue to. Yeah. And I think it's just a war between Jacqueline and Teresa that won't hold up. And I don't know how much. I feel like Jacqueline just legs. disintegrates. She does. I she's can't imagine. So, she's... she's so uber emotional and she's. But does anyone care? I feel like I she has no fans. I think people do. I think Teresa's fans are kind of split because she has the tree huggers that have followed her since the beginning that yeah, love her. Right. Then she has the people that are still upset about the felony convictions and everything else and feel are like people it's, really upset about that. I don't get it. No, they really are. They what really the fuck? think they really think that she's a criminal. Yeah, it's like, but they can't. But it's also like, okay, that happened, and what, and what else is there to say about it? I mean, she went to jail. She went she, to prison. Yeah. Like, how much? Yeah. Or repent on Yom Kippur, how yeah. much more can this woman repent? But there are people that genuinely feel like it and feel like they can't get over the duplicitous nature of Strippergate and everything else, which is like, well... But, you know, honestly, I I would be curious to go back and rewatch those seasons because I... And I'm not like a tree hug. I mean, I've always loved her and been on team, Teresa. Yeah. But I've, I'm somebody that, you know, can see the wrong in somebody that sure. I like. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. not just like, no! You know? <laughs> How dare you say that? <laughs> but I really wasn't so sure in the whole stripper gate thing. I did not think she was so calculating and behind stuff. And it seemed like... Wait, you didn't... You didn't... I was not so sure Teresa was, like, to blame for Oh, all my that. God. She was 100%. Because, like... There is no ifs, ands, or... I feel like it's... You know, we can forgive her, but No, but, like, it didn't... But here's what it didn't... I Which Kim D is even... Not that Kim D is, like... Well, you know. Kim D is evil. I mean, to me, I, that's my biggest problem with Jacqueline right now. It's Not like, a problem. She, it makes it, no sense. It, it makes no sense. Makes you no can't sense. play the good guy victim if you're hanging out with Kim D. They just don't go to that. Now, Posh, listen, and that was the worst fashion show I've ever seen from Posh Boutique. That was not a fashion show. That was an afterthought. Kim D was like, well, whatever, fashion show. Okay, so. It was not. It was literally someone. four models. It was like a crop top. Prancing around, giving you salad, yeah. saving, no. getting your second it was not, It was the most retarded It was ever ridiculous. Yeah. So, what, what brought us there? Because... Oh, so Jacqueline... Oh, stripper gate. Right. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, I don't know. I would love to have a long conversation with you. Maybe it's too boring for, like, the podcast, but oh, I would no, love... this is exactly... This is okay. how the podcast So, talk me through it, because what all I remember thinking during... Well, I, sir, I'll tell you this much. I know I'm right about this. I remember thinking that Jacqueline being mad at Jacqueline threw Teresa under the bus during Stripper Gate and was in the wrong. Absolutely, a hundred percent incorrect. 
Do you remember? Okay, do you remember the fight in the parking lot? If there is ever a moment where Jacqueline Lorita (laughs) is the victim, and there have been several moments of that, Strippergate was a hundred percent. So Teresa conspired off camera to humiliate Melissa and unearth the secret that Melissa was a stripper. Do I? Do you I believe, believe that Teresa had hope that Joe was going to break up with Melissa? That was I her plot. I hundred percent. No way. I hundred percent believe that Teresa was conspiring to, in some way, create a fracture in that family because she was jealous about Melissa being on the show. She was dealing with whatever marital issues she was dealing with. She was dealing with whatever legal issues she was right. dealing with, and wanted to shift focus. Do I think she was that smart to like write in her journal, like, dear diary, like today I was thinking that this would be a good idea. No, I think that it was a lot of... Oh, you think she was just, like, uh, like subliminally attracted to people that had gossip about Melissa? I think that she was listening to other people, had Mm -hmm. heard rumors of something, and decided that this would be the way to show the world that Melissa was not as innocent as she was going to pretend to be. Thank you, Jesus. Right. And so Melissa, who, like, was going to school to be a teacher and was working at some sort of, like... What was it like a gentleman's bar in Elizabeth? According to that guy, she was working at. But that was a, that was a little cock and bull. She worked there as like their accountant or something. I'm sure it was. But like, she was in charge of social media. No, she was right. I'm sorry. I mean, look at Melissa. And <laughs> what is her job? No tea, no shade. God bless her. She, she said, was probably a great she stripper. She said she was a bartender, so I think she was like okay, hers. Where it's right. like you're not a stripper. You're, okay. you wear, like, I forgot a that. I believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, tits out. No, I don't judge. Right. No judging. No judging in Elizabeth, New Jersey. So she was I mean, if you're going to judge tits out, that goes for every single one God of these women, right? Like, and myself. I'm, I mean, let's stop. Let's stop now. These are meant to be seen. So I think that Teresa had a little nugget and decided, like, let's embarrass. She looped in Kim D. They did that whole setup. The was that the posh fashion show that yeah. at that like random restaurant? We started in the salon, right? Like, so she had a thing. We're filming. Where oh, guess what? This guy just so happens to be here who happens to have worked at that. Is it possible that Kim D was more of the mastermind behind it, and Teresa was just kind of like in for the ride? Well, sort of like yeah, fuck her, do it, do it, you know. I think that they probably worked on it together. To be completely honest, and then Jacqueline heard about it's it. Very hard for me. Told, <laughs> I swear to God, Jacqueline heard about it. Told Melissa, warned her that something was going to happen. What she told her, I don't now, know. Now, okay, so then what about this argument that came up this week of, like, why did Jacqueline not so be more helpful? Jacqueline was pissed at Melissa for not being completely honest and forth, honest and forthright about what Jacqueline said to her. I think that Jacqueline warned her that some shit was going to go down but wasn't either sure okay. right before. I don't think Jacqueline withheld anything. Fine. I think she didn't know the whole story. So then they show up. Jacqueline allegedly is like exchanging texts with a mutual friend the night of the filming season yeah. three or whatever, which led into season four. Um, Jacqueline's texting with some mutual friend of Tree. You're talking about the reunion. I'm talking about, yeah, so... Season three reunion. Right. So they were actually, during the season three reunion, they were recording for season four right. so that it Had, aired in So was this, four. when they, the day they taped the three reunion? Was the day after shit went down. Shut up! Why Jacqueline was having a nervous breakdown in her bathroom because she was so... Jacqueline goes like a thousand percent. So she got a hundred, hundred, hundred thousand percent into this story because it feels like her family, even though it's obviously not... Um, but it's like she she so loves and cares about Teresa so deeply that when Teresa's like, I don't want to talk about this stuff, blah, 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 right. blah, Jacqueline's like, no, I'm here for you. Talk to me. Nye, 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 nye. 
to the point where even actually being a bad friend because Teresa's saying back off and they're on camera. Right. And yet, then she throws Teresa under the bus. Well, Jacqueline wants Teresa to be a good person, capital G. Oh, come on! No, but I'm being completely serious. There is a part of Jacqueline where she thinks that friends are super open and super honest with each other and it's like that's not the relationship that Teresa wants to have. If you weren't like so cute with like the little <laughs> blonde hair and the glasses I would not be able to believe it. But like the story of buy it from you. <laughs> so they have the the filming the night of Teresa's a totally behind it. She's in no way surprised when this guy that she saw earlier at the salon, right. what comes over, introduces himself to Melissa. Melissa starts to realize what's happening, leaves, meets Joe Gorga outside. Joe Gorga hears what's happening. And then it starts the world war that happens with their families. Cause Joe Gorga is saying, how dare you try to humiliate my wife on TV? Number one, number two, being, you're saying that being a stripper is the absolute worst thing in the world. And that you think that this will lead to a divorce in our family it's not going to happen but how dare you you're my sister yeah and then that leads into their world war which leads into to be fair they were already in a world war yeah there had there was the christening there was everything i mean the christening was where he called her garbage right yeah where he called her garbage but it also this is the whole issue with their family dynamic is there's a lot of jealousy there that has never been resolved it's just been building because joe's watching his sister become a tv star right so their relationship is not evenly stacked and and i I think and then he joins the show which she doesn't want them to do for better or worse yeah and it explodes right okay so i still feel that it was wrong of jacqueline to 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 go against teresa in that to go against i'm not saying she shouldn't have warned melissa Yeah, I I remember just feeling like Jacqueline like was like being really like turning around and backstabbing Teresa. Well, Jacqueline said explicitly season four that Teresa was the person that had sort of created this whole thing. So the night that this happened, Jacqueline was sort of taking a step back, and then Teresa then said it was Jacqueline's fault. Teresa said that that Jacqueline was to blame for Strippergate, which never made any sense whatsoever. Uh huh. Never made any sense. No, I. And then that led into their. I I just felt very bad for Teresa during the years when it was Caroline and Melissa and Jacqueline against Teresa. See, and that's where I don't think it was really them against Teresa. Well, it was them against Teresa. Maybe deservedly. (laughs) Maybe she deserved that and worse. I I mean, but they certainly were against her. I mean, yeah, I would just say that she created a lot of that. But also, if there was a turf war, then the only person that I could see being genuinely to blame in that was Teresa. But they all, but but they were relentless. They turned. They shut her out in the cold, and. They, um, they also, it was sort of like an impossible situation because I feel like, I said this in one of my, my recaps, I feel like Teresa, like, you'll often notice her, like, she, when they went to dinner the night when the big fight with Jacqueline happened a couple in weeks Vermont. ago. Yeah, yeah, you, Did you notice when they're walking into the restaurant, rather, Teresa goes over and goes, Chris, hi, I never said hi to you, hi. Like, in Teresa's mind, it's like a checklist of things you oh do. She really believes it's like these things that, like, they're like, I paid, I... I did the thing. I said the hello. I said the sorry. And other people... I mean, I, I relate to it. I think it's part of being a Taurus. I'm the same <laughs> way. But I, I've noticed that, like, like, especially with my millennial friends... Yeah. Like, if I do something wrong to them and I apologize, they're, they're like, you fucking still did this thing. Words don't matter. Right. If they do something to me, all I need is them to be like, I'm sorry. Like, I, they don't have to change their behavior. I just need them to pay lip service to the fact that, like, I have feelings, you know? It's like this sort of like, um, 
It's just like by the bookie sort of thing. It's like there's these certain... And then you can sort of like all play nicely. You said hello. You right. said thank you. You said goodbye. Right. You said I'm sorry. You said... You know, and it's it was happening with that first episode of the christening. Teresa came over and said... I, I said congratulations oh at the church. Oh my god, that's such a good I, point. I didn't say. I, I, I didn't wanted to say, say it again. In her mind, and with Teresa, it's really striking. When I do it, it's like congratulations. You know, Teresa is the worst faker in the world. You know, right. she says that with like a fabissina, you know, like put them. But but she's just she thinks in her mind that's checking it off the list and that's enough and that's all she ever needed from them. And when they didn't give that to her, she's like, this is war. Because then she would go do that for them. And they'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? You do this, you do this, you do this. And then you come over and you're like, I'm sorry. You know? So what do you think is going to end up happening? I don't know. I, I believe that Teresa and Melissa are on good terms now for whatever, whatever mo- for the foreseeable future. And it works for best of them, for both of it them works. to be on good and, terms. And, and, every, and it's like Caroline always said, they are so similar. They, they should be friends. Right. You know? It does make sense. Um, and, uh, but I don't know, I, I think no matter what happens Friends with Jacqueline... and allies. Allies, yeah. Right. It's hard to imagine Jacqueline and Melissa getting back on good footing. I don't understand a lot of where that anger comes from. That's I think why I think there's place. off-camera stuff. It doesn't make sense to me that Jacqueline would lash out at Melissa. Unless Jacqueline feels like Melissa is throwing her to the wolves. But Melissa's not. I think that Melissa, a small moment, if we're going to focus on small moments, the moment that Jacqueline's saying to Melissa, didn't I stand up for you the night of Strippergate? And Melissa's saying, like, I don't remember. I think that Melissa was yeah, super Yeah, but, but she's fucking with Melissa to start that conversation. Right. Oh, 100%. So that's why, I totally agree with why, why is Jacqueline doing that? That's what I don't get. I think it's because Jacqueline feels a little bit like I am investing, even though nobody's asked her to, so much of myself in making sure that these relationships become positive that it's creating all this like negative shit as a result and she's thinking why are these people that have known me for so long and know my heart think that I'm uh, but she's been doing shit she was starting shit on the the bus to Vermont I know I don't 100% understand it I also don't understand that the fight with the lesbian whose name I always forget what okay Rosie but it's not Rosie no it's It's uh, Christine and uh, Robin Robin. Wait, but that did never, you? That I was makes, reading some of the other no blogs. You know, there's a, supposedly like I think I understood this correctly from some gossip sites. Oh, tell me everything. That one of them, whichever was the one with all the fights, I guess Robin, Robin. was supposed to be a housewife this whole so, season. Right. What? And they couldn't that? cut her out completely. They didn't like her and they didn't want to use her, but they still needed her for the storyline of that episode. I 100 percent believe mm. it. I don't know how that. It was going to be like the first lesbian like housewife. Right. Aside from <clears> the. Um, <clears throat> Tamra on OC, there was like a random lesbian who on OC for like one season. They Does were an OC lesbian her. even count? She was. It was so bad. It was like not good. Who they were trying to make her a cast member and like get into the shit with Alexis Bellino, and it like did not work yeah, even a little I, bit. I'm not it wasn't. Surprised. It like especially not in that County. Off. It was like it was not good. So I yeah, it would make sense to me that she would be there on the trip because they were trying to make her if not a full-time housewife some sort of like featured player and then it being a complete disaster yeah. I wonder how much more I, that whole the, what I read so online dumb. was that there that she'd been on there's all kinds of stuff of her and her girlfriend in their own private life and, they and had to cut like, out of it like they she was going to be a regular um, and then they decided to not use her at all, but they still needed her for just for that. Is episode. that one of the reasons why Jacqueline might have been upset at Teresa for supporting this new person over Jack? Is it because yeah. she was thinking this is my competition as that a That makes sense. Classmate? I was th- that 
it makes sense. Like, because Teresa, the way she is to Kathy is, and Rosie is a little bit the way she is to Jacqueline, where she's sort of just like, oh, hi, and the door's always open. I don't give a shit. You know, right. she's a little bit more open to Jacqueline than she was to Kathy and Rosie. Oh, although 100%. I think that might have to do with Jacqueline being a regular on the show this season. Sure. That Teresa's like, I still have to keep the plot centered around right. myself. You know? And it was also Teresa being a full time housewife, sort of being a little bit of an EP and saying, like, the door's always open, but I'm closing the door on this. We're not filming any further. Yeah. I mean, there's the totally. tie-in of their relationship as a family and all that stuff. You mean executive shit. producer, not Eva Perone, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Don't cry for me. I'm <laughs> in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, my God. The truth is she never left them, except she's leaving them right now. You know, I after I worked with Teresa, we, we bonded. You know, we had, oh, had I, a great we time. We need to hear all and these so stories. I... I was going to do my shows uh, in London, but I had closed in New York oh, a while before that, and great. I was worried that I was not going to be ready. So I scheduled a New York performance to just do just one night of both shows before I went away, just to get it all back in my, you know, whatever, before yeah. I went to London. And I was hoping Teresa would come because I'd get some press, because we had just spent all this time together, and she kept being like, I want to see you perform. So she came, and she brought her girlfriends, and she was so sweet, but... Um, it was like sort of, so then like my publicist had Teresa introduce me at the top of the evening because like the people, the cameras so were there, you know, smart. it was so random. It was so random, so, but I love So like we it. had to make up this whole fake connection of like, oh, I love Patty Lapone, I love Teresa Judice, Italian girls. <laughs> like, was there any kind of like bad with money joke? No, that's no? what's so crazy. We couldn't discuss that. At all. That would be the natural. I mean, nobody. To be fair, nobody past. said to me, "You can't discuss that." But it was too awkward. It was just so it was clear. Like I mean, like Teresa and I were sitting there after the show, and you know, she was like, um, uh, "Oh, it's so wonderful! It's such a universal problem you're describing." Uh, she was like, "You know, I'm, I'm." She was like, "You know, I'm sure a lot of people could relate," and I was like, "I'm sure they could." <laughs> you know? Oh my god, you are one of the. People. But like, you I have pictures of me people. and Teresa in front of the step and repeat with her doing the Avita arms. So it's funny you should do the Don't Cry for Me Argentina. Holy! Yeah. Can I ask you one quick question about Teresa? Mm-hmm. What do you think about talking about this week? The sort of intimations that Kim D was saying about Teresa and Joe's marriage, oh, which I don't know. Jacqueline seems genuinely. Uh, uncomfortable with. Um, everybody at that table didn't seem interested in talking about. Joe's now away, yeah. as we say, for three years. I think that they will be extremely, extremely stable, certainly in the time that he's away. I don't know what will happen when he gets yeah. back because there's a lot more like legal stuff that has to happen. Yeah. But I don't see them breaking up anytime soon. I don't see them breaking up anytime I soon. think that she is what Dolores was talking about when you talk about an old school... You know, ca- uh, Italian Catholic family, yeah. where it's like they're they're bonded together. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, don't they say what's his name cheated on Caroline? Like they did, they were pretty much had like a Boston marriage, and like, um, eh? what's his name? Albert. Albert. Yeah, like they haven't had sex in like thirty years, and he has a girlfriend that like what he like mostly lives with. I mean, I, I only know this gossip from online. Like, who says? Um, do you read Data Lounge or like Reality or what's Yeah, the other Reality, one? yes. And thanks to Reality <laughs> for picking up some of our episodes too. Ooh, yeah. hi Reality. So, what? I mean, and I, but I mean, is what you hear that about so many marriages? Like, yeah. I mean, certainly, I mean, I'm very disheartened because I, I like want to like a handsome prince to carry me away. I think my every gay couple I know, there's some kind of like, shattered into pieces. Oh, are you like, are you like a team manzo? I mean, I'm super team Caroline and Albert Manzo. I'm super team that family Maybe it's not true. Maybe it's not true. I mean, 
damn, I feel like that's a little bit of like a breaking. But I mean, the Clintons, you know, I mean, I think there's a, it's hard to, it's hard to be in a relationship that long and not have some. Well, I don't know. I've never dated anybody for more than, you know, you and I have pretty much the longest (laughs) relationship I've ever had. But like, you know, I, it's like we're asked to, to question two things. One, is it true that he has a girlfriend or sleeps with other women? Two, is it true that that's a secret she doesn't know about that? You know, right. is she, is that something she, that's, what's the difference between their on-camera reality and their off-camera, you know, I, so it's too hard to judge, so you know, and then something like Jacqueline being uncomfortable with that throws another big question, how do I you mean, make I mean, the only that? sort of change between Caroline and Albert's marriage and every, and Caroline and Al's marriage and everyone else is that if Bethany is the original skinny girl, Caroline Manzo is the original, like, honest girl, where she has said yeah. over and over that she puts everything out there. I mean, that's her claim to fame. As a housewife that separates her from everyone else that she's been really, really, really consistent. Okay, how do you reconcile her fat shaming her daughter? Okay. What's the issue with that? Two dice, two dice, (laughs) two dice. I feel like there's a little bit, I mean, that's a really hard dynamic because that's like a mother-daughter shit. I mean, I broke up with my mother this summer for five weeks because she knocked on my door one day when I was home and said... Do you have any interest in going to the gym? I'm not going, but I would be happy to drop you off. And I was like, you stupid bitch. And literally put Women my mother. have it so hard. We have it so hard. And mothers and daughters have it so hard. And some of that All is my female friends that. always told me these stories. And I was yes. always like, well, my parents aren't like because that. But then my sister weird, was like, yeah, yes, they are. It's a weird mother-daughter thing. So... Lauren Manzo Scalia's eating, like, a relationship with food, I'm sure is in some way dictated by the past that her mom has said that until very, very recently, her mom was always very, very thin and small. Caroline has said that. Yeah. She was always, like, zero or TV, pounds. TV, can't tell. Yeah. yeah Did yeah, you yeah. watch um, uh, the, the Night Of? Yes, of course. Okay, so the girl that gets killed on the first episode. Yeah. Guys, spoiler alert. (laughs) First episode. That's an actress. I know her name's Sophia D'Elia. And she, in uh, the show, just seems like this voluptuous, sexy, like, God, that's a perfect tan, that body. Yeah. In real life, she's like a... I mean, she's gorgeous, but she's this little stick figure. You know, you look at her and you're like, eat something. I mean... Right. You look at her and all you think is like, honey, please... Darling, I love you. You've got to get help. And you see her on TV and she's just like tits and ass. I know. I don't get it. Well, yeah. And I think that the camera adding like 10 pounds in curves is like slightly different from what poor Lauren had struggled with. No, but I was thinking for Caroline. Oh, yeah, Like I bet if you knew Caroline in real life, you'd think she's like really in shape. Oh, that's a good point too. And she's also like been honest about losing weight, gaining weight lately. But I guess for an extended period in her life, she was very, very thin. Her, and she has said, like, Lauren is more from yes, Albert's side than from that. my side. Yeah. So I think that that's, like, some of that stuff might be their dynamic. But I do also think that Caroline is also a really, really great parent and mother. And some of that might be just, no. like, you... The whole thing I, with, which is the cute son, the um, dumb cute one. Well, this is... Everyone loves Albie, but I am obsessed with Well, Chris, Chris is much smarter like, and better. so... Chris, Chris is awesome. the love of my life. Of He's all great. Of I get it. I totally yeah, get I'm it. I'm super into it. But, like, but Albie looks like a gay porn star. Um, I think Albie... How is Albie not gay? He knows, as I would always say, he never sucked my cup down. <laughs> <laughs> That's next season. That's but, yeah, season. God willing. <laughs> God willing. But Albie, um, when that whole thing happened with the law school and everything. Yeah, which was so sad. But, the dyslexia and But, whatever, like, you know what? I fuck 
Caroline was like too involved in that. She's too involved. They're in their twenties. No, but, but that's Caroline being a mama bear. Yeah, but that's Caroline them all like needing to fly the coop, you know. But I, I mean, I like that about Caroline that she's allegedly not financially supportive of them, aside from buying like black diamonds. Do you know that Antonia has an internship at Marc Jacobs? No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> I almost pulled it off. I can't. The shock <laughs> and confusion on my face. Antonia is my new obsession. Oh yeah, because yeah, she's so sassy. Yeah? Like, she always used... She's like, you know that... Do you watch Modern Family? I don't, because oh. I... Well, like, they do this thing on Modern Family where, like, they <laughs> get these actors to play little kids. Yeah. And, like, for when they're, like, you know, one, they just look like a ball of blankets, you know? Right. But two, three, four, they're just, like, this cute face, you know? When they're, like, four or five, they start to once in a while have, like, a little, like, Cosby Show punchline, oh you know? And then, like, they gradually become more of a person. And I feel like that's totally Antonia. Like, she was just, like, a Cabbage Patch doll, <laughs> you know? <laughs> now she's alive. <laughs> now she's, like... Throwing shade. Now she's a living doll. Yeah. So interesting. So what other housewives have you interacted with? Um, Bethany, Dorinda. And what was your Bethany experience? Was that related to... So I did two of Bethany's audiobooks. Great. Um, And the first time uh, she was uh, very cold and it was a short one and she was kind of in and out. Okay. And the second time I was like, well, maybe we'll be like tight now because like, you know... But, and she was so cold, and she was so, I've never seen anybody of all the people we record, from Hillary Clinton to, you know, uh, Glenn Beck, Donald Trump. Yes. I mean, she would come in and go straight into the booth. And not interact with anyone? Yeah, she, like, she would eat her lunch in the booth. She wouldn't, like, you know, um, and, and I just saw that she's someone whose time is worth a lot of money. And what she wants... But that's not an excuse for being an no, asshole. Well, she wasn't an asshole. She was very unfriendly. Really I'm not defending her. I'm no, just no, giving I you know, the full... I know, but the full... I, this is where I get really annoyed with Bethany. Because I think to myself, like... It's just so I don't get fired. Let me, like... Oh, no, qualify, 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 qualify. Like... And then she she's, sang a car, and it was wonderful. Her time is worth a lot of money, right. and she wants to spend it with her daughter if she's not earning money, you know? Yeah. And so, it was very... You know, like, I noticed, like... I'd give her the notes to when she had to do something over again, and like I always do since I've been a theater director, I would say the reason, like, you know, right, you, right. this one, have, this one I thought maybe it'd be better if it wasn't sarcastic, this one your stomach rumbled, you know, whatever the, the reason you have to do it a second time. Right. And Bethany was like, you don't have to tell me why, just tell me what you want me to do. Um, and it was, and not even in a rude way, I mean, I, I, I said it. that, it wasn't, she said that perfectly nicely, but it was like she... Her, it's not worth it to her. These things take 40 hours. She's not going to make that much money for recording the audiobook, but she understands that it's part of the whole brand thing, you know? Yeah. And she just wants it to be over, and she just wants to, you know... And I have to say, I've, I've never seen anybody record an audiobook in pretty much real time. So the final day of recording Bethany, when we were done, I was like, well, I cannot believe it. <laughs> You're... Uh, I've never seen anybody record this fast. We pretty much did this yeah. in real time. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, it's, um, and I told her like how many words per minute. And she was all of a sudden like my best friend. She followed me on Twitter, Instagram, started tweeting it, Facebooking it, posting it, retweeting me, saying her, oh, I'm the fastest audiobook reader. Oh my God, love, love. have a great weekend. Oh my God, love, love. make sure I'm, you're with me next time I've got my book. I mean, she was totally nice. And I think it was just like, she like has a wall, you know, and, it, it's a rare... I don't think a lot of casual situations would get through that. I just find that kind of sad. I just think, yeah. that's, a, I think that's a little sad, and I think that sometimes... To be fair, this was also in the peak of her bad times. 
I haven't okay. seen her. With this the is custody like, and, the, yeah. and the divorce yeah. right there. I think that... I'm um, particularly anxious because she was writing the book about it, so every single day she was going through stuff with the I lawyers. I relationship, so you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, every day lawyers at Simon Schuster were saying, actually, you shouldn't say this, and then her divorce lawyer would say you should do... You know, it was like a lot of her like having to hash out what she could do and not do. Yeah. I think I'm just sort of still hopeful for her, but it makes me a little... Leery, the yeah. way that she's come across on TV. I well, say, as being Teresa, very, very I felt in love with. I felt like Teresa was family. Bethany, I felt like she's somebody that I worked with who I think is interesting on television. You know, were there any other housewives that you? Um, Dorinda, I spent some time with. We co-hosted a gay pride event two <gasps> years ago, yes. um, and uh, she's dumb as a box of hair. Really, I I'm so terrible. Oh I can say what I want about her, but she doesn't. I don't work with her professionally. Oh my um, god. She's super nice, but she, I mean, she, like, if, I can't believe that people think Teresa's so dumb and Dorinda's not, like, because... I can't believe you think that Dorinda is dumb. No, she's fucking dumb, you would think it, too. She's is it crazy she's dumb. Is she dumb or high? Because I think sometimes Listen, I know a lot of drug addicts, okay? <laughs> she's dumb. She's really? fucking stupid. Dumber than Sonia? Than Sonia Well, I've never met me. Sonia. Hmm. But, but Sonia's, like, ditzy, like, like, right. Dorinda's, like... Also, I, to be fair... Isn't that she's really new to this, too? She's not that new anymore. Dorinda looks like a friend of mine that I sort of hate. Oh. So I wonder if, like, you know, yes. where Sonia would do something, I'd be like, ah, oh, Sonia, you're pretty. Right, you know, where right, Dorinda, right. I'm like, you and your you stupid face. Twat. Yeah. <laughs> your ass <laughs> face. But I do, I do think she's a moron. I'm sorry. But she's super nice. Well, that's sort of an interesting pivot. I have to... Tell our listeners that we're going to very briefly sort Bring of... Bring Dorinda in from the next room. Can you imagine if she went postal oh on me? And I just dropped off my dry cleaning. If there was a knock on the door, it was John Medassian with a steamed blue 60s dress. <laughs> I would die. Can you imagine having sex with John Medessian? I don't think I could ever. I don't think I cannot. no amount of dry cleaning would get me near that No sweaty. amount of dry cleaning? I mean... Maybe. One time. <laughs> one time free dry cleaning for life. I no oral. Just You I just have, like turn around and let him fuck you. I have maybe a hundred and something vintage dresses in my... I mean like... How much? I mean... And shoes. Dry cleaning for life, that could be the for equivalent of like night, a couple hundred thousand dollars. one night with John. No, not, just, not a sleepover. Just wham bam. Oh my God. Oh God. First I have to work on my gag reflex. No, no know. oral. No oral. That's... No, just to be near him oh, and where well, yeah. he takes off his shirt. I don't know. I don't know. I like really. I don't know. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. As was the Real Housewives of Orange County this week. Oh, here now... we go. <laughs> ben. It's like a blind taste test. <laughs> um, turns out you are a bit of a devout follower of New Jersey and New York and, and Beverly Hills. And Beverly Hills. Not so much OC. Although I did watch Laguna Beach. <laughs> Does that count? Well, Kristen Cavallari <laughs> cameo appearance. So, just giving you just a really quick synopsis yeah. of what has happened. So, you know Vicky Gumbelson, not the, that pretty. Um, fake cancer. Well, she's pretty. She has a new face now. She got an entirely new head, okay. and it's great. Um, had been in a relationship with a guy named Brooks Ayers, who pretended to have cancer to. Stay in a relationship with Vicky, which was the entire season of last season of Real Housewives of Orange County. So Vicky is now estranged from every other castmate 
aside from, because they're all pissed at her about the cancer gate, aside from this new woman, cancer gate, this new woman called Kelly Dodd, who is mentally, she's come up in a lot of the blogs. She's mentally ill. So this week, the ladies went on a dream vacay to Ireland, where they have now scared the shit out of everyone <laughs> in Ireland proper. It's like top of the middle. Oh, Christ and Kermit. So, um, the love of my life, my favorite, my current, <laughs> my current favorite real housewife of all time right now is a woman named Shannon Bedore, who is wonderful, interesting, had a cheating husband scandal, came out of it on top, really, really great. So, Shannon is on this trip giving us some like funny moments, quippy asides, and this new cast member, new Real Housewife, Kelly Dodd, gets into it with a not quite OG but long-standing housewife, Tamara Judge. Sure. So Tamara off camera has had a lot of That's the Tamara. The Tamara of Cut Fitness, of divorce, um, spinoff when she married her third husband, Eddie. She's like gotten a lot of their time. So Tamara and um, Kelly Dog get into it because something that Tamara has been struggling with off camera for a few years has been her estranged relationship with her oldest daughter who has become, Tamara says that she's now become entirely alienated from her oldest daughter who hasn't spoken to her in two years. She had a really shitty divorce and allegedly her ex-husband Simon convinced the oldest daughter that Tamara was like a terrible mother or whatever. So Tamara and Kelly get into this bullshit argument at a bar in Ireland about Kelly making like peanut butter and jelly jokes of like jelly, I'll roll over. It none of it makes sense. He's like really stupid things because Kelly's a moron. And Kelly responds by saying And Tamara responds. Oh no no. So Tamara says so Tamara tells Kelly to stop making these shitty jokes that are dumb and whatever. And Kelly responds by saying, You're a terrible mother, at least my daughter talks to me. Which leads to <clears throat> Tamara off camera, because I'm pretty sure they have the footage but are not getting themselves into a crazy situation, of Tamara pushing Kelly, who then does a deep dive into you're a terrible mother, blah, 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 and like losing her shit. Now, Kelly is maybe the craziest Real Housewife of all time in her first season, anger issues, alcohol issues, brain issues. It's just been, so this week's episode of um, Orange County has been batshit crazy because Tamara at one point was sobbing incoherent, inconsolable in the back of a van outside of a Louis Vuitton in Ireland. Uh, I know it's so random. Um, And the scenes for next week are the housewives just embroiled in what looks like... I might start watching. This sounds amazing. It is the crazy... It's one of those things where you have to wonder how could anyone ever defend Kelly Dodd because she's so... Does she have allies? She allegedly has an ally in Vicky who who went out of her way not to defend her or protect her on camera while they were filming. But since they stopped filming and the episodes start airing, she's like, yeah, Kelly's like great, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yolanda with Brandy. Yes. Although Yolanda, I think, was a little bit more upfront in defending Brandy, even if it was like a mistake at times. Like, Yolanda, I think, defend. Yolanda. God, I love Yolanda. Yolanda defended Brandy, but was also like, you fucked up. Vicky now is like, you're my only ally, so I'm stuck with you. And it felt like when they were filming in Ireland, um, 
Vicky thought maybe the other girls will be my friend again, so maybe I'll like take a little mm-hmm. bit of a sidebar from defending Kelly, and then some shit goes down at the end of the season that we haven't seen yet, and so she's back on with this person. But it's been really crazy because on Twitter, Kelly and Tamara have been really, really, really vicious with each other. Kelly's been tweeting that she has Tamara's divorce documents. She's been retweeting stuff about Tamara's relationship with her kids. There was something that leaked that Raider Online picked up where producers got involved and said, you guys need to, like, chill the fuck out and save it for the show and the reunion and not um, attack each other's families on social media. It's been really, really... It's been really intense. And they haven't filmed the reunion. I think it's filmed this week or next week. And it's one of those things where it's going to be... I highly recommend watching OC, especially OC this season, because it's going to be completely fucking insane. I mean, it's going to be actually insane and maybe even too dark. Like, one of those Real Housewives moments where it gets just, like, a little Like, when, when, when what's-his-name killed himself? Like, when Taylor yeah. Armstrong... When Russell Armstrong yeah. killed himself? Two weeks before the premiere, or it's whatever like it was. all fun and games. <laughs> right, it's all fun and games. No, and no, not, no. I mean, more than that, even because that almost seems surreal. But was like him beating her. That whole storyline was really like too. That dark. whole storyline was so dark and so crazy. And also watching a woman be in the middle of domestic abuse and then shift focus to a co-star, like blaming a co-star for it. But of course, she was like so stuck in the middle of it that it was just painful and difficult yeah. and awful to watch. Um, but on that note, <laughs> so I highly recommend watching the scene. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, and listeners, let's all say a prayer that um, Kelly Dodd gets fired somehow between now and no, that is impossible. But I, I don't know what to say about Kelly except that there are supporters that somehow find Look, the strength. Donald they Trump hate- has... 40% oh of the God. population. Including Siggy Flicker from no. New Jersey, who this week had to post like an Instagram post because she was doing the whole Benghazi thing. And she then says that she might not vote for Donald, but she's super against Hillary. I mean, I know in a relationship. Siggy, <laughs> a relationship Siggy I'm taking you to task, Sig. It was really strange. Oh, I'm making it my personal mission to get Siggy to vote for Hillary. <laughs> it will never, she really was like, I, Hillary is a murderer. She like, she went that, she was like, people died kind of stuff. What About Benghazi? Can you be yeah. so stupid? Oh my I God. I mean, I have, love all of my Andy's Girls followers. I have people that follow me that are super, super conservative Republicans, which I'm like, enjoy. Be a conservative Republican, yeah, but, but don't, don't vote, vote for, for Trump. Donald. I know. Although Ivanka could work on any number of franchises. She is a little bit of a step totally. wife. Yeah. She is. She's not the most open of people, but she has her fake empire, so she would be great. Which which um, franchise do you think is the most conservative? Conservative. Politically? I think New Jersey. I think New Jersey or OC are probably the most conservative and liberal. Or well, probably, more than New York or LA. Yeah. Yeah, I think New York is probably the most liberal. Yeah, then with Carol and yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So this has been so interesting. So interesting. Thank, you Thank you so, so much. So much A pleasure. What are some things that you're sort of looking forward to with uh, Jersey and everything else? Oh, I, you know, one thing about me is like, I'm like really like a little kid. Like I just do not see anything coming ever. So really? I'm always just like clueless about oh what's going to happen. Oh my God. I'm so into it. Well, guys, it's been such a pleasure. Such a great hour. My thanks to my co-host this week, Ben, who was... 
phenomenal. Maybe one of my favorite episodes to date. It has been a total honor. And guys, follow him on social media and make sure that you read his weekly recaps of Rojasas in New Jersey on Vulture because they will change your life. And on that note... Um, such a pleasure. Thanks so much for being here. Shana Tova. Shana Tova. I'm going to Google what that means because my bat mitzvah was a mess. Okay, bye guys. Have a good week.